you're getting close to the edge and you just I don't really ski tech. Di- all right, well, say you're <laughs> say you're driving down a slope of covered in snow, okay. right? <laughs> and they want this win, and they won't get it. The Patriots are gonna win. Wait, did you pick the Patriots with the end of I sure did. <laughs> Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. We back, baby. Another episode. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. It's Thursday. You're feeling good. I'm feeling good. What say we get it going, huh? So I'm going to start this out by talking about a team that I have neglected. I just have. I've been in football mode. Everybody knows it. It's not hard to see. But I got to talk about the Bruins. I got to talk about the Boston Bruins. It's how I started this podcast. For Christ's sake, I'm the big scary man guy. I mean, I've got to rep my Bruins. So you sit here and you and you look at the Bruins and how do you feel about them? Like really, how how do you feel about them? It things are going well, it's obvious. I mean, the Bruins have the most points in the NHL right now. We're the best team in the league. Does it feel that way? Does it feel like we're 42 13 and 12 with 96 points? It doesn't to me, but uh, this is where we're at, and let's uh, let's talk about how things have gone. The final stretch of the regular season has arrived. The Bruins hold the best record in all of the National Hockey League. And with their roster now locked and loaded, the drive toward the finish and the start of the new season, Stanley Cup playoff season, begins now. They're right. A little behind the B right there. It does start now. We've got about... So... In our last 10 games, we're 8-2. and two. Pretty damn good. Can't complain about that. Last Saturday, Vancouver handed us a little bit of humble pie. You know, for the first time all season, we got smashed. We got smoked 9-3. to three. Might not have been last weekend, but... <coughs> excuse me. But um, in the last five, Vancouver beat the bag out of us. And the next game, we expected a bounce back. We were at home. We're playing Calgary, who we already handed their ass a few games before. And uh, it was not good because they beat the bag out of us 5-2. to two. And I was a little bit concerned. But after the last three games, I don't know how you could be. I really don't. I mean, I feel a lot better. We go out there and we beat the Stars and... We destroy the Islanders 4-0, and and then we beat the Lightning. And not only that, but we beat the Lightning in their own building, and that's not easy to do. And this is how it sounded. The pass now, foot race. 
Jake DeBrus gets back up. He walks in alone. He scores! Jake DeBrus with his first and 11. The drop's over, and the Bruins have a 2-0 lead. Nice to end it. Watch right here. The dump out. The Bruins do this all the time, and off to the races goes DeBrusque, and he manages to corral the puck and beat Vasilevsky. Look at the effort there to just hustle past Bogosian, and good timing, good patience, good finish, good two-goal lead for Boston. Marcian got the first goal. DeBrusque filthy getting that second goal. We're up 2-0. They end up getting it to 2-1. Third period, Tuca makes a huge, huge save. Uh, he made a couple of huge saves. He looked really good in this game. He also got saved by the crossbar a couple times, so let's be honest about that. But uh, after a bunch of craziness and a really good physical, strong game, it came down to the end, and the Bruins got it done. Five seconds left. We're onside. Maroon off McAvoy. Marshawn gets to it. That's all. The Bruins hang on. They've won three in a and they surround Tukaras. Now, as I said, we won three games in a row. Things are looking pretty good. You, you can't be upset. But I'm looking at the Bruins now and thinking to myself, what are the keys to the Bruins' success down the stretch? We don't have a crazy amount of games left. I want to say we have 15 games left in the season. And... We got to figure out what is most important to keep this team afloat. I say, number one, you got to keep David Pasternak hot. 47 goals, 45 assists, 92 points. And the, the biggest thing is a plus minus of 24. Positive. Now, I know he scored so much that you're like, who gives a crap about his plus minus? He's played a lot better on defense. He's still a liability. Uh, there's, he just is, uh, defensively at least. But who gives a crap if he's getting 92 points? So, yeah, as I said, with 15 games left in the season, you got to keep Pasternak hot. You know, Marshy is flirting with 30 goals. He's definitely going to get that. And... uh Bergeron's always being Bergeron, so you don't have to worry about that. But you got to keep that line good. It, last year, and actually, this is part of my third point, so I kind of, I kind of effed it up. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll add this to the first one. You have to remember, last year, you got an easy road. You went in, you took care of business most of the time, but at the end of the day, you know, game seven at home, you lose to the Blues. Don't forget that. I mean, you're watching Marshan crying. You're watching all these guys. You're thinking, damn, you guys just played game seven. You, you didn't show me anything. You didn't go for it. Where the hell was pasta? Where the hell? Like I saw Krejci trying, but he's old. And there's just a lot of disappointment there. And, and you're looking at them after the game like they're shocked. They're mortified. They can't believe that they lost. And you're like, that's the effort you put out there. But... It's hard to get there, guys. A lot of people are quick to, to shit on the Bruins, and even though they had an easy road, still, you can't take anything for granted. The Bruins are tight-knit. They're a great group. They've been lucky enough to have enough players that have been there before that know what it's done and knows how it, what it takes to get to that point. 
So they've got to ride that. They've got to stick together. They've got to believe in one another. And I wish that there was more done at the deadline to help them than um, I'm going to say his name wrong, uh, but Case, whatever the hell is his name. I know that's not his name, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm calling him. He hasn't done much for Krejci. He's negative two in four games that he's played. He has not. He's done nothing, <clears throat> which is what we kind of expected when we got him. Um, Nick Ritchie at least can bang bodies. Got a goal, got a couple points, got an assist in the last four games. He's he looks like he might help. He looks like he can be something in the playoffs. Throw his body around, do something. You'd like to have seen the Bruins organization. For what the Bruins team has accomplished this year, you'd like to see ownership reward them. You'd like to see them give them something for being as good as they've been with what they've had. Because let's be honest, we have a good team, obviously. You can't be the first number one team in the NHL without a great team. But do we have do, do we have some of the guys, like we don't have an Ovechkin. I know we have Pasternak. I'm not saying we don't. But are we ready to put him on that level? I mean, is Pasternak Sidney Crosby? I don't know. Maybe he could be. I don't think he is now. Not at 23. I I, I look around the league. I, I, I see Nikita Kucherov. Stamkos is hurt, but he was there till now. You know, they got Tyler Johnson. They've got all these, these killers. I don't know. Maybe it's just because they've been around and I, and I know the Bruins so much. I, I look, we definitely, I mean, we've got Martian, we've got Bergeron, we've got, we've got some players, but we're not on that upper level, to, or at least I don't think we are, where you look at these other goal-scoring teams and you go, how the hell are we going to, we got one line. Charlie Coyle is going to be huge. We're going to need him. He stepped up in the playoffs last year. He did great. He has moments of brilliance where you're like, wow, how can he be that big and dangle like that? How can he have that sort of touch being as big as he is? Um, but, yeah, so we're going to go. Sorry. So keep Pasternak hot. That's the biggest thing because last year in the playoffs, he was a no-show. There were like three games where he showed up and scored a bunch, and then every other game it was like whatever, and you didn't know where he was. Keep him hot. Don't fall out of the Uber. Let's keep it going. Number two, pretty obvious. Tukarask, he's got to play well. 25 wins, seven losses, six overtime losses, a goals against number one in the league of uh, 2.13, save percentage of 928, his save percentage is number seven. His goals against is the best. He's seventh and wins. Tuca is once again in line for a Vesna. Tuca is doing everything that he, he's doing what he does. He he plays great in the regular season. But we're all waiting for the other shoe to drop, aren't we? <laughs> we're you know what you know what we're waiting for in the playoffs? Yeah, that's what we're waiting for in the playoffs. And it sucks because you want to believe in him, but I've done it so many times. And last year, oh, he was filthy. 
He, he helped you so much. He saved you in so many situations. He was the reason in a lot of ways that we were where we were. But when you needed him the most in game seven, he just didn't. I'm not saying the team showed up for him either. But he got outdueled by a goalie that wasn't that great. So, I don't know. He's always going to have that little shtick where they're going to go, well, Tim Thomas would have made that save, Tim Thomas. And you know what? You can't really tell that person that's saying that that they're wrong even though it's silly to say. We're going to need to, um, in line with the Tuca point, um, we're going to need to give Halak, as I said, we got 15 games left in the season. We got to split those games. Halak's been great. A lot of people have been shitting on him and talking about how he has not had a good season. Oh, he's not as good as he once was. He's 17 wins, six losses. His goals against is 2.44, save percentage 917. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. It, maybe he's not as historically great as he was last year, but he's pretty damn good. I still trust him. I still think he's great. I would give him half the games no matter what. No matter what. Because you, you, you need you need Tuca. You want the Tuca that you got last year, even though... At the end of the day, he went down. You have to want to see him. He looked reinvigorated. He looked strong. He like even in the third round, he he was putting up some of his best games. So you want that guy, and I think the only way that you get that guy is if Halak does his job and crushes it. So that's number one. That's number two. And on we are to number three. We have to stay as a tight-knit unit. And I threw it up to number one, but we also have to remember last year, I keep saying that. You know, we've got Richie that hopefully, as I said, can be a big body and hit some people. As you're watching behind the B, if you do, it's great. Um, You've got the guys coming in and immediately char is like anything you need. You're not going to have Chara for much longer. You have to take advantage. He's such a great locker room presence, such a great guy. Bergeron is immediately there for you. I mean, make no mistake about it. We all wanted more at the deadline, but if you really look at this team and you see what they have, you can still win with this team. If DeBrusque does what he did last night and he starts to step it up a little bit, He's that winger for Krejci that he needs. We can get it going. You've got Bergeron. You've got Pasternak. You've got Martian. You've got Krejci. You've got Charlie Coyle. You've got Jake DeBrusque. You've got some guys. And if Richie and the other guy that I can't say his name, if they do anything, they do something, we can make it happen. And as you're looking around the league right now, Who's going to catch us for the number one? It doesn't look like anybody. I'm looking right now. So you got Washington sitting at uh, 86 points. They've got two games. We got two games on them, though. Played. Um, That win against Tampa was huge, although we're playing them in a couple more nights. So going to have to get another dub there. But as it looks right now, Tampa's at 87 points. Washington's at 86. 
you're sitting pretty at 96. All you got to do is just go a little bit above 500 and you get home ice throughout and you're good. You're good to go. Aren't you all, isn't everybody loving the late surge from the Blues? I want to say they've won eight in a row now. Unbelievable. They've got 90 points. That's not going to matter to us unless it ends up being a <laughs> Boston versus St. Louis in the finals again, in which case I'm going to destroy everything. But, um, yeah, so that's that's the Bruins. we got to stay together. We've got to do the things that have that have kept it good for us all year. Stick together, and we're going to win. I think we have as good of a chance as anybody as making it to the Cup. Those were my Bruins thoughts, and uh, we're actually going to talk... I know, a little bit of NFL. <laughs> I can't help myself, but there are some rumors. I got to know. I We got to talk it over real quick, and uh, we'll get it going. So stick around. I'll be right back. We are back, and we've got to talk about this crazy development that has happened in the last few days. We've talked about Tom Brady. We've talked about, I think, the most likely destination was the Titans. We talked about the Raiders. We talked about the Chargers. We did not. We did not talk about this. How do you think this plays out? What's your prediction? Where's Tom Brady going to sign? Where's he going to play football next year? Uh, 50-50. I really, it's, it's either going to be, to me, it's either going to be New England or Tennessee with uh, the 49ers closing hard on the outside. So you think the 49ers conversation is real? I do. You think that's from Tom, or do you think that's from San Francisco? I think it's from both. I think that there is an appeal. If what's interesting about that is the Patriots sent Jimmy Garoppolo out there for such short collateral. That could Belichick say, hey, why don't you just sign this guy when he comes available for two years? I'll take Jimmy back. He'll get you the Super Bowl that you probably could have had this year if you had Brady. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll start fresh. It would be interesting to me to find out whether or not that had happened because I think, I think, that the Niners can release Jimmy Garoppolo outright and suffer no consequence. Now that was Tom Curran, satellite radio on the Adam Shine show. You are correct, Curran. They could do that. I looked into it. Like, get rid of Garoppolo? Wow, could this, is this a thing? Is this, you know, we talked about it in a sense of, and when I say we, I mean, I, we all kicked the idea around of there were like certain places where we we're like, man, if Brady went there, wow, that would be ridiculous. A long time ago, I was in a chat with uh, Ted Collin and Ian, and I was like, they should just trade like Jimmy G to the Patriots, and it'll be awesome. And I, but I was pretty much joking, like that's not a thing that was going to happen. It should, it can't. The world, my brain would explode along with the world. But, dude, this, this, there's something to this. <laughs> there is something to this, man. That Everybody can't be wrong. Deion Sanders, out of nowhere, is just talking about Brady to San Fran on Sunday. And then Peter King writing about it on Monday. And then Sims talking about it on Monday. And then Tom Curran giving real legitimate credence to the 49ers saying they're coming up the back like this is a horse race. Like, it's like, 
well, he's either going to go to the, he's going to stay Patriot or he's going to go to the Titans. And he's like, but the 49ers coming hard out the back. <laughs> like, what the, what do you mean? Like, oh my God. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> so obviously, March 18th, free agency begins. Brady's going to re-sign or he ain't with the Patriots. I, I was hard on the train of Brady re-signing. Why wouldn't he want to go to the team he idolized? Why wouldn't he want to go for his last two years? Look at that defense. Oh, you miss Rob Gronkowski? Here's George Kittle. Like, Emmanuel Sanders, so many times Garoppolo missed him, he was open. You give them Brady. Let me put it to you like this. This year, if Tom Brady was on the 49ers, they win a Super Bowl. That's not even an opinion. It's a fact. Garoppolo didn't do anything to help them. And it's not his fault. I mean, it is in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was the one game he really blew. But Brady, I mean, he had four chances in that Super Bowl, four possessions to close that game out for his team. And it was punt, punt. I want to say turnover, turnover. Yeah, I think it was punt, punt, fumble, and then a horrendous pick. And it's... Brady doesn't make all those mistakes, and man, but do you want to sacrifice your future, or do they think Garoppolo's not as good as Bill does? I'll tell you what Bill thinks, because he already proved this. Bill would take Garoppolo. He Bill would take his pants off to have Garoppolo come back, and if you don't think that, you're insane, because the dude held on to Garoppolo the whole time telling Kraft, this is the guy. This is the dude I want. Get rid of Brady. At the end of the day, Kraft was like, I'm not getting rid of Brady. And we all know that crazy charade and how that all played out. If after everything, he just looks at the, he looks at Lynch, he looks at the 49ers and he's like, listen, we'll release Brady. You sign him. We'll go get Garoppolo. You can have your ring. We'll have our future. I'll tell you, no matter how you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo, you can't you can't be as upset as if Dalton was going to come, right? Right? I know I'd feel a lot better. I know if Jimmy G showed up, I'd feel a lot better than if it was Andy Dalton. Oh, my God. This is awesome. This is so insane, the amount of layers that has happened. And I, you know, the last podcast I did was the quarterback free agent frenzy. Where the hell was this information? Because this is amazing. Tom Brady to the 49ers. That domino falls. Everything's going to go to hell. Everything's going to go crazy. Nick Foles is going to see that and be like, oh, I got to get crazy again. I'm going to have to go somewhere right away. And then it's all going to be just absolute debauchery. I kind of hope it happens. I, I really, it's, it's, I'm twisted inside because I love Brady. I'd like to see him retire as a Patriot. The only way I wouldn't want him to retire as a Patriot is if like this case scenario, like I know everyone blindly just wants him to stay, but do you guys remember last year and, and how he literally didn't show up to OTAs and how he just, you know, they're, they're like eight. No. And he's yeah. Whatever. Do you want that quarterback? He's done. 
He's done with you guys. Like, I know, I'm not saying that Belichick and Brady don't have any magic left. They couldn't make it happen. But I'll tell you what Tom Brady is done with. And it's, it's become very apparent to me. He's done with taking lesser talent and making them, putting them over the top. He just wants a damn team in front of him. He wants to do his job and he wants them to do their job. He doesn't want to take all the extra time. And hasn't he earned that? Like, hasn't he earned the right to have a team around him at this point? He shouldn't be 100% the guy at this point. 43 years old going into the season. And you're putting it all on his shoulders. I don't blame him for looking at a team like the 49ers and being like, they're built. They're built. All they need is me and we can make it happen. A part of me wants him to do it. Because he deserves, he deserves it. And if he stays, he's going to look as a pushover. And no offense to the Patriots nation, but if he stays, you're not winning the Super Bowl. You don't have enough. You'd have to go out and get pieces. I don't think you do. I think we're going to go into this, and it's going to be the same situation. We'll win a bunch of games at first, and then we're going to get smoked by someone. And I don't want that to be Brady's last couple of years is watching Brady get smoked by someone. I'd rather watch him try to win without Belichick and hopefully do it. I'd love that. I wouldn't be upset if he won with another team. So that's my Brady thought. That's my, I want it to happen. F everybody else. I don't care if you don't like it. I also don't want Dalton to be on the Patriots. I'm not heartless. I don't want you guys to have to deal with that. It's not It's not a life that you should ever have to live. Is a life where you root for a team with a quarterback like that. So, yeah. that uh, I think that's going to wrap her up. So we'll end it on that. If you haven't already, go follow on Instagram. Big Mouth Small Words Podcast on Instagram. It'll give you all the updates of me. Talked about a lot. Talked about the Bruins. Talked about Brady. What's going to happen? I don't know. But catch me on Monday. And I love y'all.